What's going on, family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. And listen, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to the Hope Huddle Podcast, your place for inspiration, hope, and empowerment. Now, as we close out 2018, you all should probably already be reflecting on some of the goals that you have accomplished. According to research, about 12 to 20% of you in the room today are feeling pretty good about 2018. You felt like you completed all or at least most of some of the things that you had written out that you said that you wanted to do. And then there's the other 80 to 88% of you all who look back on the year and might be a little bit disappointed. You might be feeling a little bit frustrated. Maybe there were some good things that came out of the year, but maybe some of the things that you wanted to accomplish, you weren't really able to fulfill. And so according to the US World Report, it says 80% of New Year's resolutions fail by February. So the question is, what's going on? Why is it that we make these goals and we strive for them, but so quickly we give up? Why is it that we quit? Not even the second month in, we're doing it on month one. And so while the reasons might be different for for every single person in this room, there are four common ones that have been found. The very first one is that your goals just aren't clear. Maybe they were too vague, they might have been too general. You didn't really understand how the change that you wanted to take place was going to impact or benefit your life. For example, if you're just saying, you said 2018 is my year to lose weight, that's very broad in general. How much of it? What does losing weight look like? Are you looking to be toned, lean, mm, you know, what does, what, what does that goal look like? And then why do you wanna do it? Is it to impress other people? Because that can be discouraging very quickly. Or is it because you wanna be your best and healthy self? So first one is that your goals just aren't clear. The second one is we've, we feel overwhelmed by the goals that we might have set. So we might be trying to accomplish too much too soon. In other words, we don't always know where to start. We might be trying to do all of these things. We're like, this year I'm gonna do one, two, three, four, five. We got a list of 15 things that we wanna accomplish, but the reality is when we look at our lives and the way that things are set up, we can't even get through two of them. So we're trying to do too much. We're feeling overwhelmed. The journey ahead just seems like it's too hard. It feels like it's too much. And there's a lot of internal pressure because we're our own worst critics, but there's also a lot of external pressure. So people from the outside, our family, our friends, pushing us to try to do something that we feel we aren't capable of doing. The third thing is that we might feel discouraged. That comes very easy. We become impatient with the process. So because we're not seeing results, we say, it's not happening for me. Maybe this goal wasn't the right one. I've been at this for one month, two months, three months, and nothing's taking place, so I'm just gonna drop it. So you created goals that require change in your daily routine, but because you're comfortable with where you currently are, you're hoping that maybe the same things that you're doing will bring about different results. But if you set a goal, 
it is because it requires change. And if we aren't willing to change, then we aren't going to see the result. So here's where the fourth one comes. And this is the one that I think is the underlying one of them all. We just aren't ready to change. So we might be interested in change. The sound of change is enticing to us. We desire it, we crave it, we hunger for it. We say, this is gonna be my year. How many of us started 2018? 2018 is gonna be my year. This is the year I'm gonna get right. This is the year my finances are gonna get in order. This is the year my marriage is gonna be the best it's ever been. This is the year my children are gonna get lined up. This is the year I'm gonna graduate or the year I'm gonna start school or that business venture, we're gonna get it going. This is the year. But are you ready for the process? And so we try to convince ourselves through, during the year that the reason why we didn't accomplish those things was because of our current situation. We find everyone and everything to put the blame on except for ourselves. And so what we tend to do is we say, well, my financial situation or my family situation or the way my relationship this year was set up, and we find every excuse under the sun to blame everything but our lack of motivation and dedication and commitment to the goal that we set. So, if we're setting goals or we're trying to achieve something in 2019, as many of you, we should, I encourage you all to prepare. You should already be looking towards 2019 and what you wanna do and what you wanna accomplish. Those are all good things. And so we should be thinking ahead to what we're looking forward to. But as you prepare, remember that if you're saying you want to achieve or accomplish anything, change is required. A process is required. And we cannot expect to achieve results if we're not ready to go through the change. So today, I hope to help you prepare for 2019 by sharing three things that the Holy Spirit has put in my heart for this house and what's coming for each and every one of you. So, like I said, write it down so that you can refer back to this. When things begin to get difficult, when things begin to get hard, I want you to see this as God's setup to prepare you for everything that you are setting your mind and your heart to do. The context of what we are gonna be speaking in today, we're, we're gonna be reading in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 43, but before I read that, I, I wanna just give you a little bit of context about what's taking place here. Isaiah was a prophet that ministered to the kingdom of Judah, so the people of Israel at the time, during a time when the kingdom was very divided. So here in the scripture, in this, in this book, we're finding a kingdom, a nation of Israel that is very divided. There was a lot of spiritual corruption that was taking place. There was a lot of idolatry. The people were turning their hearts from God. And during this time, God raises up Isaiah to be a prophet to the nation, a voice of reason, a counselor, um, a political advisor during this time. And so due to the nation of Israel's turning away from God and turning away from the things that God had asked them or commanded them to do, they now find themselves in chapter 43, of a few chapters previous to this, they now find themselves being captive by Babylon. So they are now in captivity. And so in chapter 43, in this chapter that we're getting ready to read, we find God speaking through the prophet Isaiah regarding the release of the nation of Israel from captivity and giving them encouragement. 
And this is the word of the Lord for us. Isaiah 43, verses 2, and then verses 8 through 19. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Verse 18 and 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. We're not dwelling on 2018. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Point number one. Are you ready? All right. The first point out of, this, out of verse number two, he's with you in the transition. Come on, tap somebody next to you and say, he's with you in the transition. Tell somebody else, he's with you in the transition. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. I want to break this verse down before we move forward. The word when in this text insinuates certainty. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of time. Therefore, the time will come when you have to pass through the waters. The language used for water in this text is the same word used for transition or transitory things. So the water symbolizes a transitory thing. In other words, a process of changing from one state to another. The rivers imply a season of trials because transitions are always challenging and they will bring trials. It is in this period of transition where change is taking place that we are tested. Transitions are the bridge that allow us to move from one state to another. In order for a child to become an adult, it must go through transition. In order for the day to go from day to night, it must go through. In order for the seasons to change, they must go through. In order for a seed to become a tree, it must go through. And in order for you to get to where you are now, to everything that God wants you to be, you must go through. Are you ready for transition? 2019 is the year of transition. God is getting ready to transition you. That means change is coming. There's a process that's getting ready to be taken place. But here is the thing. The transition process is known to be unpleasant, uncomfortable, and challenging. It is the one thing we do not look forward to. We want the change. We want to go from point A to point B, but we don't want to have to undergo the transition process. This is the place where we are stretched beyond what we can imagine. It's in the transition process that we realize that God might have put people in our path for season A, but where we are going into season B, they may not be able to go with us. It's in the transition process where we realize oftentimes that we might be carrying some baggage, some toxic waste that is exhausting us on the journey. And because the journey is long, God is telling us, 
it is time to let go of some of the waste. It's in the transition process that we realize that we can't do this faith walk alone and that we need people to hold on to so that when we begin to feel like we are giving up, we have people who can lift us up and help us get to the other side. It is in the process of transition that we realize that God, as we let go of things, we must trust that God will replace the things that we have let go of, that God will replace and fill the void with the things and the people that we need to make it to the other side. It's in this process of transition that our faith is tested. Our true intentions are revealed and our hearts begin to be aligned to whatever it is that God has prepared for us. And we find a perfect example of transition in the Bible. The people of Israel, after 40 years of wandering in the desert, they finally made it to the promised land. But Moses, their great leader, the one who God had used to deliver them from the hands of Pharaoh, is now dead. So he's taken them, he's guided them, he's been the person that God has used to, to really be a father to the nation. But now, as soon as they're getting ready to enter the promised land, their great leader dies. And Joshua, his right hand, is now left in charge. A transition of leadership has taken place, and now the responsibility of the next season, which is to enter the promised land, is put on the shoulders of Joshua. There might have been many people in your life for 2018 that pushed you to get to where you are now, but this new season, this is your walk. This is your thing. This is your responsibility. God is now transitioning you into the leadership position. And so we find Joshua here. He now has to lead the people into the promised land. But in the midst of this transition, God tells Joshua three times, do not be afraid. Be strong and courageous because I will be with you. And the same promise applies to us all today. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's Joshua 1.9. Tell somebody next to you, God is getting ready to transition you. Come on, tell them again. They got to believe it. God is getting ready to transition you. God has more for you this year. He's positioning you for it. There is change that is getting ready to take place in your life for 2019. There's a promise that God has for you to take hold of, but there are gonna have to be some things during this transition process that God is gonna ask you to get rid of. And it's either you're gonna get rid of it by saying yes, God, or it's gonna have to be done the hard way. But in order for you to get to the next level that God is taking you to, which is what we are declaring for this house in 2019, there has to be people that are willing to say yes to the transition process and say, God, where I am now might be good, but I know that you've got better. I know that you've got more and I am ready for that more. I don't know how many of you are ready for more, but I'm ready for more. 2018 might have been good, but it's not good enough for me. I know that God has more for me. He has more for my family. He has more for my people. He has more for this house. And so we're getting ready to transition. 
I want you to know that in 2019, as you are going through the transition, God wants to remind you that he is with you. He is not going to leave you. The transition might, for some times, knock you down but it's never gonna knock you out. God has promised to be with you. The transition is meant to root you in your faith. It's meant to make you stronger. It's meant to bring the right people into your path. It's meant to stretch you. Growth is inevitable without transition. Maturity is inevitable without transition. And your vision for 2019 is impossible without transition. Change is required in order for all of these things to take place. Point number two, he is with you in the trial. Tell somebody he's with you in the trial, come on. Tell somebody behind you and in front of you, he is with you in the trial. Isaiah 43 verse two says, when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Again, the when here insinuates certainty. The time will come that you will walk through the fire. The fire is the test, the test of our faith. 2019 is going to be a year in which our faith will be tested. Your faith will be tested, but it also will be stretched. This is gonna be a year in which vision is going to be big. There are no limits. We are dreaming big, and because of that, our our faith must be stretched. Oftentimes it's gonna look like I can't do this, I don't have the resources to do this, I don't have the right people to do this, but God is saying, can you trust me in this season? This is gonna be our season where faith is going to be stretched and tested. The text reminds me of a known story in the book of Daniel. We probably know the story of the three wise men in this book, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These three young Hebrew men vowed to serve God even in the midst of facing death because of their faith. The story tells us that the king of Babylon at the time, Nebuchadnezzar, had built a golden image of himself. And when there was a musical instrument that was going to be played, when the sound was made, he had put out a declaration that everybody was supposed to bow down to this idol, this golden image that he had created. And anybody who did not bow down to it was going to be thrown into a fiery furnace. Now, these three men though, refused to bow down to the golden image when they heard the sound. And so when the king found out, he brings them and he says, why didn't you guys bow down? And their response was, we don't need to answer you concerning this matter. Come on, Nebuchadnezzar, you know that we serve one God and one God alone. So throw us into the fiery furnace. And if it's God's will to deliver us from it, he will. But if he doesn't, we're still gonna serve him anyway. It was a test of their faith. So Nebuchadnezzar goes and he tells the, he tells the soldiers to now make the furnace seven times hotter than it originally or that's than 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 it was on an average right so then what ten, so then what happens here is that as the soldiers are escorting Shadrach Meshach and Abednego the fire is so hot that they die 
as they are escorting them into the fiery furnace. And so after some time, the king decides to peer in, and he does not see three men, but now the Bible tells us, the story says that he sees four men. And the three men are unbound, there is no harm that has come to them, and the fourth man has the resemblance of the Son of God. And so he calls out Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and when they emerged from the fiery furnace, they were unharmed and untouched. Not even a single hair on their head had been burned from the fire, and they didn't even smell of the smoke. I need you to remember something for 2019. The challenges are coming, but this is God's setup for your comeback. The enemy thought that if he could turn enough people against you, that if he could have you hear enough of the criticism, that if he could, if he could somehow put, plant a seed of doubt in your mind and in your heart, that God was not going to be capable of doing everything that he's promised you to do, then the enemy thought that somehow he could kill or destroy whatever it was that God had placed on the inside of you and what God had promised that he was going to do through you. But let me tell you that it doesn't matter in 2019 how high the enemy turns up the heat. Baby, we are ready for it. God is saying, I am with you even in the fire. I am with you even in the test. We serve a champion God. Do you know what that means? That means that he's never lost a battle and he never will. If he said he's going to get us through it, then guess what? He will. It doesn't matter how much or how many come up against us. God has promised to deliver us from them all. And so what the enemy meant for evil, God is gonna orchestrate next year for your good. I need you to know that oftentimes when challenges are, get, are gonna come to you in 2019, there's gonna be seasons and there's gonna be challenges that you're gonna look at and say, why me? Why this? Why now? It is a gift wrapped. And if you take time to unwrap it, you'll see that every challenge is an opportunity for you to see God in a greater magnitude. It's an opportunity for you to realize that you serve a God who is amazing, astounding, who can do things that you have never imagined were possible for him to do. We serve a God that when men says there is no way, God says, I will make a way. That when people say it's impossible, he says, but I am the God of possibilities. I created all things. I brought all things into existence. Test me now in this. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you cannot contain, God this year is getting ready to do things that are going to stretch our faith. But we have to understand that come what may, the challenges may come, the obstacles may, may rise up, but we have to remember that as our faith is being tested, we serve a God that is not going to let his word fall void. It will return to us with fruit. Romans 8:28 says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for the good, for those who are called according to his purpose. Isaiah 54:17 tells us, no weapon formed against you 
will prosper. So the promise is not that there won't be weapons. The weapons will form. The promise is that they will not prosper. They will not burn you. They will not set you ablaze. People will look at you and say, how was it possible that you went through the hell that you went through in 2019, but you don't look like it, you don't smell like it, you don't talk like it? How is it that the enemy tested you time and time and time again, but you're still standing, you're still worshiping, you're still praising? This is gonna be a year in which our praise is gonna be elevated. Come on, somebody. Our worship is gonna be elevated yes it is and so the enemy thought that he was gonna knock us out but he's not this is gonna be the year where people are gonna look at us and because of the things that God is doing in us and through us in the midst of our testing they're gonna ask what is it that has kept you so strong and our response is, gonna, is, our response is always going to be that there is a God that is living on the inside of me that has promised to be with me. He's promised to never leave me and to never forsake me. He's told me not to be afraid. He makes me courageous. He makes me strong. He makes me bold. He reminds me that I am not alone. He teaches me to be patient. He teaches me to be thankful. He's taught me that I can have joy in the midst of my my pain. He's taught me that I can have peace in the midst of my storm. This, Hope Center 2019, this is going to be our year where we are going to prove to ourselves that our faith has been increased and that the God that we serve is a God who does not let his word fall. You know, if I'm going to confess something 20, the end of 2018 for me was a difficult year. And not because of anything that was going on around me, but because of the things that were happening on the inside. The enemy began to plant a lot of, a, a lot of seeds of doubt. And as God was speaking to me about the things that he was doing, he was going to be doing in 2019, I kept falling into this thinking trap of, but are you ready? Are you, are you prepared for this? Are you, you're not good enough for that. You're not qualified to do that. How, how would you believe God for this? I mean, you know he's not gonna do it. It's, it's impossible what you're asking. And so I fell into this trap that I actually for several weeks had to fight. And I know that I've shared my testimony with some of you in the past, but, but the Lord delivered me from anxiety and it's been about five years now that I haven't suffered from an anxiety attack and, and I could feel the anxiety begin to rise up on the inside of me and try to take hold of me as these thoughts of doubt were planted in my mind. And then I remember one night telling my husband, I don't know why I just feel like blah. Like I'm seeing God do all of these amazing things around us and in the church and the testimony, but I'm just feeling like, Blah, Every, anybody ever just felt blah? Like you don't even know how to describe it, it's just like, you're like, yeah, God is good, but it's like, I mean, I mean, you just, it's just blah. It's like a heavy cloud is over your head. And the first thing 
that the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart as I was sharing that with my husband. I caught myself, because I knew he was getting ready to say it. I said, you know what? I just need to go pray. Because here I am trying to, you know, talk it all out and venting out my frustration, but it's not making me feel better. So I was like, you know what? I just, Fran, you know what? Just go pray. And Sergio was like, yes, go pray. So I remember walking downstairs, I go pray, and the Lord brought the scripture in Philippians to my mind, which was the thing that got me out of the anxiety, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, through supplication and thanksgiving, make your requests made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will abide in your mind and in your heart in Christ Jesus. And I repeated that to myself over and over again. And my prayer that day was serving an eviction notice to everything and anything that wanted to put a bound or a limit on my mind for the things that God was getting ready to do. Some of you guys have been sleeping next to anxiety far too long. Some of you have made depression your bed pillow. Some of you have made rooms on the shelves of your heart for things like suicide, like bitterness, like overwhelmingness and worry and negativity. But this is the year God is saying for something new to take place, you have to serve an eviction notice. Anxiety, you are no longer sleeping on my bedside. Depression, it is time for you to leave. Oh, and fear, the next time you ring my doorbell, I am not answering. You are free to go. Bye-bye. This is my year, and I refuse to go into 2019 allowing anything and anyone to tell me that there is a limit to the things that God is getting ready to do in my life. And I don't know if you believe it for yourself. I believe it, and I'm believing it for this house. Come on, somebody. God is getting ready to do some big things. And we're serving anything that goes against it an eviction notice in 2019. The last point as I wrap this up, he's doing something new. Come on, tap yourself and say, he's doing something new in me. He's doing something new in me. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God is promising that this year he's going to do a new thing for us. He's going to do a new thing for you. He's going to do a new thing in Hope Center. You may not be able to see it at once because it might be in its seed form. But in this year, you will begin to see something take root. You will begin to see a few things come to fruition. This year, the Holy Spirit has already begun to stir something on the inside of you. And so 2019 is a year in which whatever has been placed on the inside, the seed that is there is beginning to get watered. The seed of passion that he's put on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit's gonna begin to water that. The idea that you thought was dead, the Holy Spirit is gonna begin to revive that. The vision that you thought was blurred, the Holy Spirit is gonna begin to put some new fresh eye drops in your eyes to make your vision clear. The ears that were 
shut out, that we're tuning out the voices or the noise of the Holy Spirit. He's going to get ready now to open up your ears so that you might hear clearly what it is that the Lord is instructing you to do in this season. He's probably, for some of you, the Holy Spirit has already put a desire on the inside to study the word more, to pray more, to get into fasting, to do detoxes, whatever it might be, but there might be things that you're already saying, I don't know where this came from, but for some reason I have a desire to do more. And that is the seed of the new thing that is getting ready to take place. Right now, you're not going to be able to see it with your natural eyes, which is why God is getting ready to open up your spiritual eyes. Because what you cannot see with your natural eyes, you will be able to see with the spiritual eyes. And what is taking place around you oftentimes might seem, might not seem like it's giving any sort of result. Have you ever done something for a very long time and they're just, you've seen nothing? There's been absolutely no result? You've ever, like me, got on an eating plan and after a week you're like, dang, I thought that for at least half a pound I would have lost and nothing? It's just, and you tend to want to give up because what tends to happen, like this scripture is telling us, is that past experience tends to fill our thoughts and remind us that the last time we tried it, it didn't work out. And so I may, I know that it may not look like anything is taking place. I want you for the last time, touch somebody next to you and say, it may look like nothing is happening. That was the wrong person because they really don't think nothing is happening. Tell somebody else, it may look like nothing is happening, but we are believing God for more. And when we begin to look at what God is doing now, we can't do it through the lens of our past experience because it will limit our perception of what God is able to do today. Past experience has taught you that when people leave, you're left to be sad and lonely. Past experience has taught you that when people walk out, you're also counted out. Past experience has taught you that when the job situation gets funny, so does the looks of your money. Past experience has taught you that when you invest your time in a dream, nothing turns out to look like what you believed. Past experience has taught you that when others stab you in the back, it's very hard to bounce back. Past experience has taught you that when situations bring you down, your response is to walk around with a frown. Ta past experience has taught us that when our love life is seeming a little inconsistent, non-existent, that the future is also looking the same and nothing's gonna change. Past experience has also taught us that when we find ourselves in a bind, guess what, baby, you getting ready to lose your mind. Past experience has also taught us that when our spouses or our children begin to act up, that's because things around us are getting ready to blow up. But I'm here to tell you to forget what past experience has taught you. Let go of the limited mentality of who you thought God was. Because in 2019, 
we're taking off the limits and we're tearing down the boundaries of what our past experience has taught us. God will do something new and he is doing it right now. Even in our midst, as we sit here, he's already begun to do it. His word says, look, I will do, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? In other words, don't look through the lens of your past. I need you to look ahead. Stop looking through the rear view mirror, turning your head back. I need you to look ahead. 2019 is about looking forward because God will do a new thing. The wave is coming and you have a decision to make. You're either gonna look forward and catch it and get in it, or you're gonna be too busy looking at the past through a rear view mirror and miss it. And you're gonna look at 2019 at the end and say, what happened that I didn't catch the wave? It wasn't that the wave never came. It was that you were too focused looking through the lens of past experience that you limited what God wanted to do in you and through you for this time. It's a new thing. It's fresh. It's exciting. It's challenging. It's like never before seen. So we cannot look at it the way we looked at things when we started 2018. We have to take off the limits. We have to take off the past lens and believe that God is getting ready to prepare us for something new. Once again, much love and appreciation for listening to today's message. I'm so glad that you've been a part of the listening experience. But let me tell you, there's nothing like the live experience. It cannot be explained, only experienced. And so I encourage you to come out on a Sunday so you can listen to the messages live and be a part of a wonderful atmosphere within family and within community. You can find more information about our gatherings on our website at myhopecenter.org. Also make sure to follow us. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our handle is at my hope center i also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast so that you get notified as soon as we upload content make sure to share it with your friends and your family there's someone that you know that could really benefit from these messages so make sure to spread the word about what's happening here on the hope huddle podcast so again i hope to see you soon until then peace love and god bless